According to 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 15, that believers are to make a defense for the hope that you have. Also Philippians chapter 1 verse 7, It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment, and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. We are commanded to defend the word of God, the context of the word of God, and the purity of the word of God. This is the defender of the word of God. Greetings, greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, we are so excited to have you with us on another broadcast. Today is Sunday, October the 7th, 2018, and we are so, so excited to have you with us on the Defender broadcast. I am the host of the show. My name is James Fox. And if you've been continuing with us for any time, you know that we have been dealing with some very, very profound things on the broadcast. So we want to invite you, uh, our international audience, family and friends, to just sit back, grab your Bibles, grab your pens, grab your papers, and come with us on a journey because we're really going to deal with some issues that plague a lot of people uh, in the body of Christ and just in the world at large. And so we want to thank you first and foremost for coming a part of the program, being on this broadcast with us. We are so excited to be able to come to you week after week and to deliver what is on our hearts for the people of God. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And on that note, we would love for you to partner with us. As you know, it takes uh, finances to mobilize the gospel and to move it forward. So listen, we ex we invite anyone uh, of our family and friends or those that are listening that would love to come and be a partner with us. And you may say, well, how can I do that? I love to partner with James Fox Ministries. I love to uh, impart something with the Defender, Defender Broadcast. And so how can I be a part? Well, we have a particular uh, platforms that we're on, different uh, communication mediums. And one of them where we house most of our uh, messages and things that we bring forth is on anchor.fm. So you can go to anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M forward slash the, and then put a, a sign in there like a, um, a, a, a minus sign defender. So that's anchor.fm forward slash the defender and everything about our broadcast will come up. You'll see that you can give in three different tiers. We have a simple format of just putting your information in and becoming a partner with us. We have three tiers. You can start at the 99 cent level. If you feel like these broadcasts has been helpful to you and you like to support us in any way, then we have a 99 cent level. That's just 99 cents a month. You can come a part of the program and be a partner with us and get this word out. We also have another level at the 499. And at that level, you can uh, come apart and be a part with us as well. Then we have the 999. So we have three different levels. Whatever place you're comfortable in your giving and supporting us, we would gladly receive it. So once again, we want to say thank you for that. Now, getting to our broadcast tonight. Uh, we've been dealing with some uh, critical issues here on our last couple of broadcasts. Prayerfully, you have been following along with us. Uh, we've had some very uh, exciting and profound uh, communications that we've been bringing forward. And so tonight, if there was a title that we would present to you tonight about what we're going to discuss, it would be called 
soul issues. I'm going to say that again. It would be called soul issues. And if there was a subtext of that, that would be restore my soul. So we're talking about soul issues and we're talking about having your soul to be restored because all of us deal with the intricacies and the complexities of what goes on in our soul life. That's everybody that's on the planet. And so you're going to need your Bibles tonight, as you always do, because we're going to let the word of God be our guide as we bring forth the word of God. We want you to get a firm foundation and understanding about the things that we're discussing and what we're talking about. Now, when we say soul, you know, many people use that term in a lot of different ways. Uh, you got different um, attributes that they apply to that. You got music and people will call music. They'll say, well, that sounds like some soul music. Or if they're displaying a certain characteristic, they'll say, well, they, they act like they got some soul. So people have different meanings when they talk about soul. But generally, if you would narrow it down, it's dealing with feeling. Did you get that? It's dealing with feeling. It's dealing with something that is noticeable uh, in your feeling, in your emotions. And that's how we've been intricately designed. So let's go to the word of God because we need to understand the areas of our battles, the areas where we fight in and where we need to get the victory because there are many believers that are still yet struggling in areas that they should be past. But because we're not understanding the complexities of our makeup, it makes it very difficult. So once again, if you're just joining the broadcast, we're talking about soul issues and the title tonight subtext of that would be called restore my soul. So we're going to go to first Thessalonians Thessalonians. That's in the King James version. That's where we're reading yet. You know, I'm particular about reading out of that. I know you guys might have your iPads, iPhones, different versions and things like that. But we, we use the King James version on this medium of um, communication. So let's go there. OK, I'm going to turn there. Get there. First Thessalonians five and twenty three. And this is what it read. OK, let's read together. It say and the very God of peace. Now that's coming off another uh, scripture. So it's connected to something. So it says, and the very God of peace, sanctify you holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y. Now we've dealt with this particular scripture in many different broadcasts in many different ways, but we're talking about the issues of the soul tonight. And so it said, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So let's make a distinction right now. And we've said that before. You are a tripartite or a threefold being. Did you get that? You and I, anybody that's breathing, that's alive on this planet, you have three different areas of activity that you're living through. And so the Bible here tells us that it said your whole spirit, your soul and your body. So let's understand that first. And many people know that already. And then there's a lot of people that may not know that. 
because generally most of the population lives their life in the soulish or the soul realm. And we're going to break that down so we understand that. Now, your soul is composed of three different elements, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. I'm going to say that again. Your soul is composed of three different elements, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Now, when you become a believer and you get saved, there's something that happens to you, but it happens in one category or one of those places. And so this is where the missing molecule comes in. Now, I'm going to read the definition of a molecule. It says a molecule is the smallest particle in a chemical element or compound that has the chemical properties of that element or compound. So we're understanding that when we get saved, we get born again, we become uh, new creatures in the family of God. We're understanding that we have mankind, we have a human spirit before we get saved. Did you get that? Before you get saved, because that's what the Bible here says. It said your spirit, your soul, and your body. So you and I, family and friends, you have a human spirit before you get saved. And so when you are saved, you receive the missing molecule for life, which is Jesus Christ personified in the Holy Spirit. Did you get that? Now, in 1 Corinthians 2 and 14, it says, uh, starting verse 11, it said, For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So when you and I, family and friends, when you become a new creature, when you get born again, then the spirit of God, he is dispatched into your human spirit. You see that? And then that's where the interaction of the saved part takes place. The issue for many of us is that our spirit is saved, but our soul is in the process of being saved because everything that's located in our spirit, which is now joined to the spirit of God, has to transfer over into that part of us that we govern on a day to day basis. And that's our soul. Because how many people know they got their own mind, they make up their own mind about what they want to do is, you know, no matter what people say, we make decisions about what we want to do, no matter what people say, that's exercising our will. And we feel about things the way we want to feel, no matter what people say, because that's the way we feel. So this is the area that the most battles are fought. Did you get that? This is the area that the most battles are fought. And this is why we all have soul issues. We have soul issues. And, and these are things that we have to deal with because the soul is where your thinking is. It's where your feeling is. And it's where your decisions is. Now, we want to understand a little bit more about this. So let's go here. We're going to go to the book of Psalms, chapter 13. The book of Psalms, chapter 13, and this is King David. This is when he is going through a tumultuous time. He's going through a hardship on the run, been in caves, you know, and so he's, he's going through something very, very uh, distressing at this time. And so it says here, how long will thou forget me, O Lord, forever? 
How long would thou hide thy face from me? Now, how many people have ever been in that place where you felt like that the Lord had forgotten about you? You felt like that his face was hid from you. Some of y'all might be going through that right now where you feel like the Lord's not looking on you. He's not looking on your situation. He's not paying any attention to you. And so that can cause some, some, some grief. That can cause some anxiety within us when we feel like that. It says in verse two, how long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall my enemies be exalted over me? So here's David. He's saying, I'm taking counsel and I'm taking counsel in my own soul. You see that? And this is what happens with you and I. When we get into a place to where we are communicating in our own soul and not allowing the spirit of God to superimpose his attributes in that place, this is where we get lost. This is where our heart gets heavy. This is where sorrow comes in and it can just break us. This is where we start looking at what other people are doing to us and how they've uh, magnified themselves over us or how they have uh, spoken ill against us or whatever it may be. This is where it takes place because here David is saying, I'm taking counsel in my own soul. And that's where many of us lose our grip. That's where many of us lose the fight because we begin to take counsel in our own soul. What do we mean by that? We consult to things that are in our own mind. We consult the things that are in our own feeling and we consult the things that are in our own decision making. And this is where it's a grave error for believers in the body of Christ because you cannot get the answers that you need from God when you dwell in the area where your soul is captive. Did you get that? You cannot get the answers from God that you desire when you're when you are dealing in the area where your soul is captain. Not only is your soul captain, but your soul is captive. C-A-P-T-I-V-E. Captive. Being captive, taking captive, taking in enslavement. And things that happen to you and me on a day-to-day -day basis, they can enslave us. They can enslave us into our mind and what we think. They can enslave us into what we feel. They can enslave us into decisions that we make on a day-to-day -day basis. Sometimes we do things and don't even recognize that we're enslaved. Did you see that? Sometimes we don't. We do things and don't even recognize that it is a habitual pattern that we are continuing to do without recognizing and realizing where did this come from? Why do I act like that? Why did I react like that? Why did I do what I did. Then we're trying to find answers. And that's the reason is because we're taking counsel in our own soul. You see that? Then verse three and 13, he says, consider and hear me, O Lord, my God, lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Verse four, lest my enemies say I have prevailed against him and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. Verse five, but I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. And what does he do? He said, I will sing unto the Lord because he have dealt bountifully with me. So even through all of the anguish, David here is telling us that there's a remedy of how to get out of that. And the remedy is because he's starting to trust in the mercy of God. 
and he's rejoicing in the salvation that God has given him, knowing that God will save him, knowing that he will bring him through. And then he also said, I will sing unto the Lord. So then there is the praise that goes up. And that is the antidote for a lot of things that happens to us on a day-to-day basis. If we would keep a type of song, if we would keep a melody of victory in our voice, we can overcome a lot of things that the world, the devil, and the flesh throws at us on a day-to-day basis. Did you get that? So let's go to another uh, scripture. It says, this is in Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. And if you're just joining the broadcast, once again, we are talking about soul issues. And the subtext is called restore my soul. And so in Galatians 6 and 1, it says, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore, there's that word, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. And then here in Jeremiah 30 and 17, I'm just going to go ahead and read it. You don't have to turn there unless you want, but I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, and this is God speaking. He said, for I will restore health unto thee and I will heal thee of thy wounds, says the Lord, because they called thee an outcast saying, this is Zion whom no man seeketh after. Did you get that? Now, that's powerful in itself. Here, God says, I'm going to restore health unto you. I'm going to give you back health. I'm going to give you something that you have lost. He said, and I'm going to heal you of your wounds. See, a wound takes place when there's been an inflicting a pain or something has uh, uh, cut, something has maimed, something has marred the original purpose of something. That's when wounds occur and the soul issues that we have in life are dealt because of the blows we receive from the world, the flesh, the devil. And so these things can inflict our soul. And then sometimes these things are even things that we do in ourselves. So we need to know how do we get victory over the soul issues that we're dealing with? How do we get victory? And that's the question that we're asking tonight. And so we're understanding that in order to be victorious over the things that happen to us on a day-to-day basis, we must draw our strength from the spirit realm. We must draw it from the spirit of God, which dwells inside of us. But many of us are having trouble tapping into and locating where that is. Let's go to another one. I'm going to read Psalms 51 verse 12. And it says here, it says, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. You see that? So restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Now let's look at the definition of restore. We looked it up. And in Webster's, they had certain definitions that uh, gave uh, credence to what it means. So the first one says that restore means to bring back. It says to bring back. You're going to bring back something previously, whether it's a right, a practice, a custom or situation. It's also a synonym that says something to reinstate. You're going to bring something back. You're going to reestablish. You're going to reimpose. You're going to reinstitute. You're going to do something over again. You're going to bring something back. 
And then another one says to return. So the second one is return. The first one is bring back. The second one is to return. You're going to return something or someone to a former condition, a place or a position. You understand that? That's like uh, you're going to restore somebody uh, to their position that they lost. You're going to restore an employee. They lost this position and they got demoted, but you're going to restore them back. You're going to return them back to their former condition. And then it also says that number three is repair. So when something is restored, it's dealing with re repairing something, renovating something. It could be a building, a work of art or a car. So many people have uh, different cars and older cars and they're old and they broke down and then they restore them. They bring them back to life. They renovate them. They repair them. Homes and things like that. So it means it's to return something to its original condition. Did you see that? To return something to its original condition condition. So we must understand how are we going to get to this place? How can we get to a place where we can be repaired? We can be fixed. We can be mended, reconditioned, rehabilitated, rebuilt, reconstructed, remodeled. These are things that happen to us. And we need these type of things in our soul in order to get back to the place of where we're supposed to be. Now, life it's just life. It does what it does. Things are going to happen in life. Things have happened to you. Things have happened to me and they continue to do so. Now, our challenge as believers in the body is how do we get the victory that we so desperately search for? So we're talking about the soul. If you just joined us, we are talking about soul issues. And this is the first part. It may be another part to this, but we're talking about soul issues. Now, let's break this thing down. We said that the soul was comprised of three different functions or three different uh, vehicles of which it expresses itself through. Number one is the mind. And that is one of the most powerful places is in the mind. So the mind, what are we talking about? In, when you have issues in your soul, you're dealing with mental pictures. You're dealing with mental pictures that are in your mind. You're dealing with occurrences, incidents, happenings, events. They all are large inside the mind. Now, your mind and my mind, it plays the things that happen to us. The, it's like a 3D movie. So these tapes are recorded from life imprints. That's how the tapes are recorded in our mind. And these tapes are recorded on your mental hard drive. If I could use some computer terminology, it's, it's recorded on your mental hard drive from the data that life downloads. Did you get that? I'm going to say that one more time. In your mind, is your mental pictures, things that happen to you stored in your mind. And the tapes are recorded on your mental hard drive from the data that life downloads to you. So then the question must be from there is, well, since we know this is a fact, what have we downloaded? And you got to ask yourself that. What have you downloaded into this mental hard drive that you carry around 24 hours, seven days a week. Now, have you scanned the hard drive of your soul for viruses? 
And you know what a virus is, right? A virus is going to damage and corrupt and infect your files. And your files is what we call your memory. Did you get that? I'm going to say that one more time. The question is, have you scanned the hard drive of your soul for viruses? And we understand that viruses, they damage or corrupt and infect your files, your memory. You see that? Say, and then they indicate that there's a sickness or a disease and the disease of your soul lies in what's in and on your hard drive. Did you catch that? Did you get that? I pray you got that. So we have memory banks. And as I was meditating the other day and I put that post out there that the memory banks is, is a powerful place, but not only are they lodged in your mind, but the memories, the deep memories are locked inside your belly. Did you see that? They're locked inside the innermost parts of your being. So we understand that the word of God, God's word, it is the scanner. See, God's word scans you. It scans me. And this is why many people want to stay away from the word. They, they, they refuse to uh, get into the word because it makes us exposed. The word of God is a infrared. It's an infrared type of technology. Do you see that? That means that it goes beyond the surface of whatever we are trying to put up, whatever appearances we're trying to make seem real. The word of God will go through and scan us. It's an infrared technology that views us inside. You see that? It, what does it do? The word itself, it reveals old encrypted data that we have in our mainframe. Did you get that? It, it reveals the old encrypted data that we have on our mainframe. And this is why many people don't want to deal with the word of God. They rather just stay like David said, take counsel in their own soul, take counsel in their own mind, will and emotions. They do it themselves because when you put your mind, will and emotion, when you put your soul up under the microscope of the word of God, things are going to be revealed. In Hebrews 4 and 12 said the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing asunder. You see that? You can look that up. It says piercing asunder. It goes to the marrow that's inside the bone. So we understand that the word itself will go into the depths of your being. You see that? Just like when you and I receive the spirit of God, that his spirit comes into us. And as his spirit comes into us, that part of us gets saved. You see that. And so the, the battle is in the area of the soul. It's in the area where your mind, what are you thinking on on a day to day basis? How are you letting your feelings govern and dictate what you do? How are you letting your decisions govern and dictate what happens to you? Because our life, your life, family and friends, my life is a sum total of decisions that we have made. You see that? You see, so how the word of God will make us responsible. We can't play a uh, victim all the time. We can't be up under the, the scope of victimology. 
and always saying that we are a victim of circumstance because we have the ability to respond in a certain way. You and I, we don't have to respond with uh, despair, with distress, with uh, the things that plague us on a day-to-day basis. We don't have to waddle in loneliness, in defeatism. You see that. We don't have to stay in that. You see, no matter what is taking place with us, we have an option. We got options when it comes to the word of God, when it comes to having the spirit of God inside your spirit, you and I, family, friends, you have an option. You don't have to stay there. But where we get the fight, where we end up losing is that we take counsel in our own soul without allowing the power that is in us to eradicate and to remove the thing that's plaguing us. You see that. Now, this is just straight talk to you tonight. We're talking about soul issues. And many of us have soul issues that we cannot get past. This person did this to me. Uh, daddy left. Mama left. Uh, daddy uh, misused me. Uh, mother misused me. They wasn't there. Didn't know my parents. Uh, all of, I mean, everybody has a story and I'm not making light of any tragedy that anybody has went through. But I'm saying to you right now, family and friends, that regardless of your situation and circumstance, if you have received the spirit of God in your spirit, you have an option that you can take where you can overcome the things that have happened to you in your life. See, we're talking about soul issues. And the only way we deal with the soul issues is we deal with the power of the spirit. You see that. So let's go on a bit further here. So we're understanding that something gets downloaded into you and by your thought, by your feeling or by your action, that's how it gets downloaded into you. And so we must understand that the word of God, as we stated, it is the, the scanner. It is the infrared technology. It is uh, that that very thing that goes into the depths of our being. You see that. And so what we got to ask ourselves is now what type of apps have we downloaded into our soul? I'm going to say that again. You know how people are online all the time and you get different things and you get an app for this and an app for that and you can download it onto your phone. Well, it's the same way with your soul. What type of apps are you downloading on your soul? You see that. What are you picking up on a day to day basis that you allow to come up to become a part of your constitution? You hear that. What are you allowing on a day to day basis to come a part of your world? Because you got a choice. You can choose to no, I don't want to download it at this time or no, I'm canceling my subscription. You know, you have a choice in that. So it's all about what do you receive? Do you see that? I pray this is helping you all tonight. So what type of apps have you downloaded into your soul? Now, we understand that the soul is the carrier of heaven and earth, godly and the demonic, the flesh and the spirit. So there are houses, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends, there are houses within your soul. Now, we talked about the mind. We spoke about that. And then we must understand that there is the will. And the will, the will is your decision or your desire house. I'm going to say that again. The will of a person is your decision or your desire house. You know how you say, I will 
go to the store. I will do that tomorrow. I will make an A. I will get that job. Okay, so you are, in fact, pushing forward a definitive action of your conscience. You are saying, I will. You mean it's a definite. You are going to do that. This is a decision that you have made. And so inside your soul, inside my soul, this is the decision factor, the will. And so many people don't understand that they're asking how do they do the will of God, but they have not yet understood how to remove their own will. And the only way you do that is by having the comparative word of God to be beside you, to go inside you, to scan you, to remove that which you would do of your own occurrences and allow the spirit man, which is locked inside your being to come and to give you direction as to what you need to do in life. So there is the will, which is a very powerful, powerful part of your soul chemistry and makeup. Then there is your emotions. And you know, we said in the beginning of the broadcast, people talk about having soul. They're talking about having feeling, having emotions, or they say something is dry and it doesn't feel like it's got any uh, life to it. They say they, it has no soul. It has no feeling. It has no uh, real emotion to it. I can't feel it. You see that? So emotions or your feelings. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is where the enemy of you and I, the enemy of our soul, this is one of the main areas where he keeps born again believers trapped and locked because we can't get out our feelings. Did you get that? You know the saying say, oh, they did this because they feel in some kind of way. Okay, because it's the feeling world that moves. When somebody says something that you don't like, you're moved in your feelings. Somebody does something, and it could go it could go both ways. It can be for joy or for sadness, for you know, good things or bad things. But the feeling, the emotions, is a very powerful place. Now, the feeling house is the other house, and it's where the five senses lodge. This is where your sight, your touch. Your hearing, smell, taste, all of those things, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. All right. These are places that your emotions can drive you. We understand that all of these internal and external stimuli affect your emotions. Did you get that? So in your emotions, it's all of these internal and external stimuli affect your emotions. This is the way you get victory. You go into your spirit. You see that? That's the missing element for you and I as born again believers is you must go into your spirit. Now, as we said before, we're talking about the soul. We're talking about issues of the soul. You have issues in your own soul that you need to deal with. I have issues in my soul that I need to deal with. And the only way that that happens is by thoroughly letting the word of God examine us. It's like we need to go into the operating room. We need to lay out on a table and we need to say, God, examine me. You see that? We need to say, Lord, examine me. See what's in me. Uh, uh, pull out what's unnecessary in me. Pull out. Take away those things or give me the power. Show me how I can deal with the things that are yet locked inside of my soul. You see that. And so this is the fight for many people, ladies and gentlemen, many born again believers, many people in the body of Christ. 
we're missing it because it is this place where we are being defeated because we don't understand how deep the soul goes. Now, the soul is where your mind is. What's on your mind on a day-to-day basis? What are you uh, spending your time doing? Because what you spend your time doing will ultimately be what comes out of you. Did you get that? So you can't, you know, whatever you put in is going to come out. And that's whatever it may be, whether it's TV, whether it's, uh, you know, whatever, food, uh, entertainment, uh, whatever it is you're doing, whatever is constantly being downloaded on your mainframe, whatever you're constantly downloading on a day-to-day basis, it could be the company that you keep. Some of y'all need to get rid of the company that you that you roll with, people that you partner with. Amen. Some of y'all need to release yourself from people that are around you because they don't mean you any good. I'm going to say that one more time. That's for somebody on this broadcast. Some of you need to release and let go and cut yourself off from some of the people that you are around because they don't mean you any good. It appears to. How many people out there is just some people that you get with that naturally just brings out everything negative in you? Well, that's that's the clear that's a clear cut sign that you need to cut that off. That's something that's not going to develop you in a place where you need to go. Now, you may get put in situations where it exposes things in you and God wants to deal with those things in you by bringing you face to face with things that you don't want to confront. I'm speaking this on my own accord of in me, things that I deal with, that God has to bring me sometimes face to face with things that I don't want to confront because you are a very, very intricately woven individual. You have depths inside of you that you may not recognize how deep they go. And sometimes you don't know how deep things are and how far they went inside of you until you face with a pressured situation. You see that when the pressure is on in life, when something comes up in life and then that thing, you didn't know it was there, but it came up out of you because there was pressure that was put on in that situation. And so this is why the remedy, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends, if you're just joining us tonight, we're talking about soul issues with a subtext of restore my soul. Many of us in the body of Christ need our soul to be restored. So now we're going to talk about this area. We talked about the soul and you know, your body, that's, that says that goes without saying that's your own temple. That's your physical makeup. That's your body, your, your material body, your physical fleshly body, you know, hands, nose, eyes, ears, you know, your physical frame. So in that scripture, 5 and 23 Thessalonians said, he is desiring that your spirit, soul and body be preserved. So many of us can handle our body part. Some of us need to do better with it. But that body part, that's just, you know, taking care of your temple, you know, eating right, exercising, not getting into compromising situations where you can end up getting yourself maimed for life. Whether it, be, whether it may be in, in relationships or situations where you can contract diseases and, you know, just all of those different kind of things, taking care of yourself, you know, having a healthy disposition or outlook on life, you know, not doing things that's going to damage your body because you only get one. Did you see that? You hear that? You only get one. So we're responsible for that. 
But then there's that other part. We dealt with the soul. And that's what we're talking about, soul issues. So the question then is, well, if I got so many issues in my soul, I got so many things that I don't want to let go of. I got people that have wronged me, that have done me wrong. The number one antidote for getting clearance in your soul is forgiveness. It's forgiveness. That's the number one antidote. You see that? And that's what Jesus did. I heard Dr. Price say, forgive, give for. So you're giving for, what are you giving for the sin? That's what Jesus did. He gave himself for our sin. You see that? And so we have a remedy. We, we have a way out. When you become born again, when you got the spirit of God lodging your spirit, you have a way out. So let's turn to the word of God so we can get a bit of understanding on that. Let's go to John chapter 14 and 26. John 14 and 26. Turn them in my pages. All right. Are you there yet? Amen. So I'm reading out of the King James Version. So here, John 14, 26. Well, we're going with John 14. Let's go to uh, 17, verse 17. Let's do that. It says, even the spirit of truth, when the world whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him because he dwells with you and shall be in you. So let's understand this. This is talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not seen, but he's expressed and he is experienced. He's expressed and he's experienced. You experience him. I experience him when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ. He comes into that part of our being because we have a human spirit and the human spirit is where he comes to abide and to live in. Now, let's go a bit further. I'm going to John 16, verse 13. John 16 and 13, it says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak and he will show you things to come. So we understand how do you deal with the soul issues? You got to turn it over to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, he is the God for your life. He is the God for my life. Verse 26 in that same place, it says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So understand, ladies and gentlemen, that the Holy Spirit, he is the teacher for your life. I'm going to say that again. The Holy Spirit, he is the teacher for your life. Let's go to Acts chapter one and eight, King James Version. We're still talking about the spirit because you need to understand and I need to understand truly that in order to deal with the soul issues, you got to have something that's activated, that's more powerful than the soul. Did you see that? You got to have something that's more powerful than your mind, more powerful than your will and more powerful than your emotions. And there is only one that's more powerful than that. And that is the spirit of God that lodges within your spirit and lodges within my spirit. The, the, the question is, will we allow him to activate himself and to use the power that is within him to overcome the things in our soul? That's the question. You see that? And that's the fight right there, right in that place. That's where the fight, the vacillating back and forth, that's where the arguments and all the contentions and where all the strife is. We don't want to give over control. 
You see that? I'm talking to you about things that I experienced in my own life. This thing is growing with me and in me as I live day to day. We don't want to give him control. You see that? And as long as you don't, you're going to do like David did and continue to take counsel in your own soul in that particular passage of scripture. So in Acts chapter one, verse eight, it says, but you shall receive power. You see that power. See, a lot of our issues and circumstances, we feel powerless because they are activated in the region, in the realm of where the soul is. But this here says that you shall receive power. What type of power? It's the power that after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Sumeria and into the uttermost parts of the earth. So let's understand this, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends. It's the Holy Spirit. When he releases himself on you, he gives you and I the power to do business for the king against the devil. I'm going to say that again. The Holy Spirit releases the power to do business for the king against the devil. Now, many times that power is released. We got to do business against the very devil that is raging war against us individually. Do you see that? We've got to do that battle first. That's the first battle that got to be fought is within ourselves. Because before victory can come to anybody else, we got to get some victory in our own life. I'm going to say that again. Before victory can come to anybody else, we got to get victory in our own life. So it's no need of me trying to go and deal with people that got soul issues when I got some of the same soul issues. You see that? How am I counseling you on anger and I'm mad all the time and I'm dealing with the spirit of anger? You see that? How am I uh, uh, counseling somebody on frivolous spending when I can't hold a dollar in my pocket? You see that? So we got to understand where our levels of victory are. And this is why God has intricately designed the body of Christ that we need each other. Because the place that I'm weak in, family and friends, one of you may be strong in. And so that's why I need you. The place where I might have strength, you might be weak in. And that's why you need me. You see that? So this thing is meant to be lived collectively. I don't know where this Lone Ranger, I'm going to do it all by myself. I don't need nobody, just me and God. We're going to do it. Okay, you need that place with God, but he also puts you inside of a body. He put you and me inside of a functioning organism that's supposed to operate together. Do you see that? So let's go a little bit further on that. So uh, 14 and 12, we're just, we're just speaking on that. It says, verily, verily, John, this is John chapter 14, verse 12. That's where we are now. We just left Acts 1 and 8. It says, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my father. So let's understand the believers, this is you and me. When you receive Christ, we do greater works because the Holy Ghost is now in us. He's in us now, not just outside of us. He's in us. And it's because of Christ, his birth, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. So understand, ladies and gentlemen, family, friends, that the father, God, the father, he's looking for no less than multiplication. You see that? No less than multiplication. So let's go here and close. And we're going to we're going to close out with this in first John four and six. Let's get in here. First John four through six. We're going to break this down so we can get an understanding. 
If you just joined us, we are talking about soul issues here on the Defender broadcast and our subtext is restore my soul. So we understand that restoration, restoring something means bringing something back. It means returning something to its original state. It means to uh, renovate something, to bring something, to refurbish something, to bring something back to the original condition or state that it was in. It's a repairing mode. So our soul, you and I, because of the damages that are inflicted on us on a day to day basis, we need our soul to be restored. Now, if we know that, we must know how do we get it? How do we get our, stole, our souls to be restored? So let's read here in John 4 through 6. Here it says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You see that many people quote that scripture all the time. Well, greater is he that's in you that's in the world. Okay, well, if greater is he that is in you, are you letting the greater part of he Deal with the issues that is in you. Now, I'm going to just pause on that for a second. I'm going to pause on that for a second. So the he, yeah, he's talking about the enemy, but we must understand, well, where does the enemy fight us at? He fights us in that arena of our soul. He fights us in our mind and our will and our emotions. So when he says greater is he that is in you, the, the, the word here is telling us that greater is the spirit, the Holy Spirit that is in you. He's in you, but where is he located in you? He's located inside of your spirit, not inside your soul. He's in your spirit, but he's supposed to affect your soul. He's supposed to saturate your soul because your soul is yours. Did you see that? You know, your soul is yours. That's still you. So you got those parts that you're dealing with. That's the middle ground. You're still dealing with that. That's all up under your jurisdiction. You have total jurisdiction over that. That's why many things we try to get free from God say, I done did what I already going to do. What are you going to do? I gave you the power. It's in you. Are you going to use it? You see that? That's why it says greater is he that is in you. It's saying greater is he that is locked inside your spirit. All you and I have to do is release the spirit to deal with that part that's in us that need to be dealt with. I hope that's understandable. So let's understand it's the Lord. The Lord is greater in us because we have the triune or the threefold aspect of God in us. And it's more powerful than the, 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 the satanic world that we see on a day to day basis. Verse five, it says, they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world and the world hears them. So let's understand that worldly people can only speak of what they know. Did you see that? A person can only express his nature. Our nature has been changed by the transfer of the Holy Spirit now in our spirit. Therefore, we should only express our nature, which is Christ. You see that? So stop expecting people in the world to act any different because they're not. Many of us uh, in the body of believers, we spend our time thinking they're going to change. They, they can't 
because they can only express and speak about what they know. That's their dimension. That's their arena. That's their region. That's where they live. A person can only express what's in him, his nature. That's the nature of people. The world has his nature locked up in a satanic influence. So don't think that people are going to be any different. Don't waste your time with that. Verse six, it says, we are of God. He that knoweth God hears us. And he that is not of God heareth not us. They can't hear us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. What is that saying? That's saying that, listen, those who listen to us as we express the nature of Christ can hear because they know God. It's just that simple. Listen, our nature, ladies and gentlemen, family, friends, has been chemically, I want you to hear this, it has chemically and organically altered by the presence of God coming into our spirit. Did you get that? Our nature has been chemically and organically altered by the presence of God coming into our spirit. In our spirit is where all the communication, directives, and instructions for life are delivered from the voice of God. Understand that. Listen, we do not know God without the inspiration and impartation of the Holy Spirit. I hope I hope you heard that because the Holy Spirit is the only organ or channel that we can use. It's the only channel or organ we can use to be receptive to God that is in our spirit. So stop trying to Access God with your mind, with your feelings and with your, you know, your, your will. That's that's not the place of access. That's the place of influence. Did you get that? That's not the place of access. That's the place of influence. The place of access is inside your spirit. And what's inside your spirit will then begin to influence what you have control or dominion over, which is in your soulish realm. You see that? So this, this is how you deal with your soul issues. Now, once we receive Jesus, once we receive him as the Holy Spirit, as that missing molecule, that missing element, then we, ladies and gentlemen, are forever fused. We're joined to the power of God. It's like being plugged into a socket. We have access. So your success or failure in life as a believer would depend on your relationship and governing by the Holy Spirit. Did you get that? Because it's the Holy Spirit. He is that molecule. He is the smallest part. He's the smallest part because he is intricately woven into every fiber of your being. Did you get that? He is intricately woven into every fiber of your being, yet he is the most powerful component because only he can alter or change the spiritual and physical realms. You see that? He's in every fiber of your being. And that's 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 your your spirit. He's in every fiber of your spiritual man. He is in every part of that. But you got to give him access to saturate and have dominion in your soul. And then your soul would then communicate to your body. And then that's where the chain of command would be. It won't be your body gives dictates to your soul and then your spirit don't have anything to do with nothing that you do. It would be the spirit of God inside your spirit that would dict that would saturate your soul and it would dictate to what the body does. 
See, we do it backwards. We go body first, what we feel, what we see, what we taste, what we think. But it's the other way around. It should be from the inside out. That's why God is always looking from the inside out. That's why you can't judge people just on mere appearances because you don't know what they're carrying. Oh, I'm going to say that one more time. You can't judge people on mere appearances because you don't know what they carry. You see that? And that could be for good or for ill. Only the spirit of God knows the difference. So, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have discussed soul issues. Some of the issues that we deal with in the soul. My name is James Foster. This is Defender. We are on every Sunday every Sunday at six o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. And we're also on seven o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time and four o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We pray that this broadcast has been a blessing to you. And once again, we say if you want to be a partner with us, we gladly receive you. You can go to anchor.fm forward slash the defender and you'll be able to get right on the broadcast and see the different tiers and levels that you can be a giver. So we uh, we welcome you to do that. Hopefully this broadcast has been a blessing to you. Uh, if you got any questions or comments, we love to hear from our audience. Tell us how the broadcasts are doing. What is it doing for you? What is it not doing for you? What do you like? What don't you like? We want to hear from our audience. What type of things would be uh, beneficial for you? What type of topics and episodes would you like to hear broadcast as it pertains to the word of God? We want to hear from you because truly we do this for you. And I'm going to say that again. We do it for you. So join us again. I want you to have yourself a great week. We'll see you next time. Have an awesome, awesome weekend. The rest of the week, God bless. The Defender is an online radio broadcast geared toward teaching the Word of God. Our aim is to present the scriptures of the Bible in an informative, systematic process that exalts the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We strive for the inner and accurate interpretation of the scriptures by revelation from the Holy Spirit. We are established to give us counsel as pertains to what he has revealed in his word. Tune in next time for The Defender. The Defender is copyrighted by James Fox Ministries and the Resilient Christian Radio Network.